0: Hello and welcome to episode one of When the Flames Go Up, an ATFC podcast. For a week to start a podcast about Old Shot Town. Um, two last minute goals um, to talk about today on the show. Um, I realized that I asked the panel to introduce themselves. I didn't really give any of my credentials. Um, so, you know, I'll front load it. I'll front load it before we even get into it so you can uh, you can judge me early on. Um, I mean, I guess it starts with my grandfather, Frederick Brown. Um, He made 106 appearances for Aldershot FC um, between 1952 and 1955. Went on to play for West Brom and Portsmouth in the league as well. Um, And then my dad started taking me down the wreck, according to the Footballer app, which is the only way i remember any games that I've been to. Um, I went to two games in 2000, the year 2000. Um, busted fans will love that. Is it? It's not two thousand. It's three thousand. Edit that out. Um, it says I went to two games that year. Old shot one, Camby Island nil at the wreck, and Liverpool two, Newcastle one at Anfield. I'm sure I went to other games, but that's what that's the two it's saying. I eventually chose Old Shot, and I've been a bit part seem to get older since about two thousand and seven. Um, That was my first year that I got one um, given to me um, as a present. Best present ever. Then a few years later, turned into the worst present ever. But um, we don't talk about that too much. Although it does get a mention later on, um, 2012, 13, when we were relegated. Anyway, yeah, this is episode one. If you want to get in touch with the show, please do. Let me know your thoughts. Um, Send any voice notes about gripes. About older shot that you might have um to atfcpodcast at gmail dot com and um follow us on x at atfcpodcast. That's all. Enjoy the show and... great, right. let's get into it. um so on the panel today we have Julian Walters. hello Julian. and can you give us a bit of an intro to yourself?
1: I will, yeah, of course, no problem at all. So I've been supporting Aldershot for a good 50 years or so. Um, My granddad was in the army, so he took me to the first match in the mid-70s and I've been going ever since, basically. So um, I did move to South Wales about 10 years ago. So the the number of games I get to now is a little bit less, but um, still try and get to about sort of between 10 and 12 home games a season. And,
0: um, and get to one or two of the away ones as well. Lovely stuff. And you, Ian, how are you?
2: Yeah, very good. Nice to be on with you. Thank you for inviting me. Good to talk to you as well, Julian. So I grew up in hartley and Bordershot Town was the closest league club at the time um, and attended a bit through the 90s, but it was only when I was uh, moved to Guildford to attend university that I became a regular fan, and that was around the 2002 period. So my real sort of hardcore support grows from that period and uh, supported and followed ever since. And various seasons, been perhaps a bit of a lapsed fan just through childcare and work and things like that. But this last couple of seasons, the fact that we could attend again after lockdown, etc., has made me make the most of getting out and getting to games. Great
0: stuff. Um so yeah, this is episode one. Um I guess and we've had a one hell of a week to to savor as an old shot uh, supporters. Um two incredibly late goals. The first um last Tuesday away at Bromley, Kobe Rose ninety plus fourteenth minute winner. Um to send uh well to turn things around from 2-0 down to win 3-2. And then we followed that up on Saturday with Laurent Toladge's finish in the ninety plus eight against Halifax Town. Um I guess the I guess the first thing to ask is what what makes this team so good at the def? Um Julian, do you want to come in on that?
1: Um, yeah, I, I'm thinking that um, this this really stems back from the summer because I remember uh, Tommy saying that he's going to take his time looking for signings. Um, he's not just going to make the the first signing that he sees, and and I think he's been really clever with with him and his recruitment team. That they're, they're not only looking for for the players to fit in the right positions, but they're looking for the mentality as well. And uh, I'm sure they've done uh, all their sort of um you know in-house checks to, to see what the mentality is like because you know we've seen these players before haven't we we've seen some great technical players but you know when they go one 0 down or two 0 down then they tend to fall apart whereas this team just seems to be so together um you know so I've been watching them for 50 years now and, and I cannot remember um a, such a good bonding between between all the players. Um, and, and I think that's down to his summer recruitment. I really do.
2: Yeah, yeah agree. Sorry. Massive. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Because I think Tommy's got better players to work with than the previous um, managers. It's fair to say, but it does seem like that is down to the hard work of him, and obviously Jamie Hedges, someone we've become aware of, whereas previous managers, it kind of seemed to be they were out on their own going to scout people and relying on whatever contacts they had. And you did feel that at times we were just getting in anyone we could we could afford, whereas there seems to be much more of a plan now. The other thing that potentially happened, as you mentioned, 90 plus 14, that we're seeing injury times as standard now that are unheard of. And I wonder if it's just the impact of that is also making the difference of making players think, well, it's never over, you've got more time than you think.
1: On the opening day of the season, just before half-time, and I think that was in the sixth or seventh minute of injury time. And I thought, I wonder if this is going to be a pattern that we're going to see throughout the season. And, And... I think, um, I think that's definitely happened. I think the players now have to mentally set themselves up for, um, you know, it used to be a 95-minute game, but I think it is now, it's a 105-minute game that they have to really prepare themselves for now. Um, and perhaps, you know, perhaps we've done that better than others.
0: Yeah, I feel it, it sets us up in good stead if we manage to draw this weekend and then draw against Stockport. Again, and we go to extra time, because I think we've got goals in the uh, ad- additional periods of the game. um yeah, just a word on I guess the um Halifax performance really it's it's a different team that we've seen come to the wreck um this season, I feel um I thought they defended brilliantly um for most of the game, and I mean they were they were very unlucky really i feel, it did feel like a point was was probably fair. Um, I thought their number 11, Milenik Ali was probably the standout performer on the pitch, to be honest. I think he, every time he turned and got the ball, looked like he was going to make something. Um, and he had that shot in the first half that came off the bar that I thought, I mean, I thought it was destined. I was already bent over thought it was in. Um, and Geordie had, Geordie had really no chance. He barely seen it but by the time it hit the bar and flew over. Um, and, yeah, were you at the game at the weekend to talk on Halifax defending?
1: I, I wasn't able to make that one, unfortunately, but um, was listening to uh, Rob Wall's commentary, as as always, and um, the, the feeling I got was that uh, I mean, if you look at the stats with Halifax, they are the second best, they have the second best defensive record in the league. Um, so and they don't score many goals either. So you always knew it was going to be a, a close game, or whatever happened. Um, but as soon as I started listening to the commentary, I, I knew it was going to be a one goal could could well nick it. Um the the uh, player you mentioned, Ali, uh, interestingly enough, he's he's their top scorer this season, but he's only got five goals. So you know, whilst whilst he is a danger man, you have to bear in mind that if you I guess if you keep him in the right areas of the pitch, then you know, he's gonna to struggle to get goals. So I always thought one goal was gonna win it.
2: Yeah, I'd be curious as to how many sort of to get that five goals, how many chances he needed to achieve that. Um and it was a massive week really for the shots, thinking about the highs of um the Swindon game, and then we had Kidderminster at home, which was fairly similar to the Halifax game, and it was just about getting the job done, a 1-0 win. And you had a week where we played Rochdale, Bromley, and the Halifax, and so that was a really good week to see how good this team actually is. That They're all teams that would like to think they could be in the playoffs whether that's seventh or fourth or whatever they'll, they'll probably feel like they've got a realistic shot at it so it's fascinating and really pleasing to come out of that week with six out of nine points
0: yeah definitely I think that's something that Tommy Woodrington said in his post-match um, that yeah I mean he was happy with six but he wanted more I, I said at the start of the week that if we get six from those I think we're we're in a good place. I mean, that's the three top top seven sides. Roch- Rochelle mm-hmm. are on a bit of a run now as well, so they're probably in the in that playoff picture. Um, yeah, and Saturday brought up the first time we've won five home league games in a row since 2012. And I, I mean, I couldn't even I can't even think of when that was or who we beat in that uh, in that run. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was in the League Two uh, season that we came 11th. Um, I guess, how confident do we feel about finishing higher than that this season?
1: I'm I'm feeling really confident, actually. I was just thinking earlier on today that you know, potentially we've got our two best players that have been, that, that have hardly played this season with O'Keefe and, um, and um So to be where we are without potentially our two best players um, and for them to be coming back in for the second half of the season... Uh, really fills me with confidence to be honest. You know, I, I just think with O'Keefe back in there, you know, it's going to give us a little bit more stability in the middle. Um, which I think will will be needed, particularly for some of those um sort of tough uh games that will come towards the end of the season. So yeah, to be sixth without those two, uh, I'm I'm really confident that we can do that. And actually looking at the league table now, you know, I, I would be looking at from sort of 10th downwards and, and wondering whether any of those teams can realistically get into the playoffs. And so, you know, perhaps Oldham, I keep thinking Oldham are going to get there. And then, you know, they go and win at Barnet 4-1, and then they lose 4-1 at home to Ebbsfleet. Um, so you know, they're they're inconsistent. You don't know what they're gonna do. Um, and there's no other teams below Oldham that realistically, I think, have a chance. Perhaps South End, but they've they've still got to keep winning South End and I'm not sure whether they can keep up their form uh that they're doing at the moment with the, such a small squad so um you know looking at the playoffs then really I think it's only seven from nine
2: yeah I I feel yeah I I feel very positive and optimistic of what I've seen and I think shots can be in the playoffs and Also, that they could actually be in a relatively lofty position within the playoffs. That if you assume that Chesterfield are going to go and get 100 points, they're on course to do that, then everyone else is of a similar standard, although a different style, and think, well, why why not us? Why can't we have that second promotion shot? And the way the playoffs are, that that one-and-done, that if you fluff a home game, you're out, that's your season over, and it could be right for somebody to go in and burgle themselves the promotion. Um, So I'm probably getting a bit too giddy off the back of some recent amazing results or amazing finishes, but yeah, I now feel Right this minute, that if we didn't make the playoffs, that would be a huge, huge disappointment. Yeah, yeah,
0: I agree. I think also that playoff picture is looking a bit stranger now that uh, Barnett have lost four straight league games, and Bromley obviously we we beat them in the week, so it's kind of opened up the second and third spots a bit. There's actually only there's only ten points separating Halifax in ninth and Bromley in second now um which isn't isn't that bigger gap um i mean i guess yeah as you say Chesterfield are, are flying away with it 11 points clear now um from Bar, uh, from Bromley um and also okay, the weekend probably. we had um we had beaten Solihull 6-1 so i don't know what to make of Solihull because from from us playing against them and some of the results they've had against um the the bigger teams they they don't seem to be um in playoff form at at present, but as with um, Solihull, they always find a way, I feel.
2: Yeah, there's a a few teams as well that are underachieving. You think about what they've spent down the bottom now, whilst it's probably unlikely they'll make the playoffs, they could well improve in the second half of the season to kind of spoil a few parties. So I'm thinking mainly about York that they're probably massively underachieving. Um Julian's mentioned all them, you know, weird results and friends from Woking as well that I mean let's hope they don't improve, but they're definitely, definitely underachieving on, on what they did last year.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, I think the team for me that um that that are probably the strongest at the moment feel it feels like Gateshead. Um, you know, I was so impressed with them when they came to our place this year. And, you know, the possession stats are just incredible. Um, and, and their form and the way they play is, is not going unnoticed. You know, the, there's so many Football League teams that are watching what they're doing. And of course, their manager went off to MK Dons recently, um, off the back of how they're playing. So, and, of course, they've just won their last two away games at Barnet and um, Solihull. So, you know, for me, I can see Gateshead finishing in the top three. And um, then I think the rest of it is up for grabs. I really do.
0: Yeah, I agree with Gateshead. They were brilliant when they came to the Wreck, And I just assumed, I don't know, probably naively, very naively, as it's turning out, that as soon as they lost, lost the managers to the Football League, he was the kind of glue holding everything together. But um, they seem to have just continued in that same vein, still playing that, that same way. Um, and, yeah, it's, they look good. They look very good. Mm-hmm.
2: I think probably the other team could be top three as well. But even though we beat them in excitement of last week, um, they're very strong at home and they've got a lot of experience. Michael Cheek is a great player at this level. So yeah, Bromley be one to keep an eye on that. They can probably bounce back from being enlarged or etc. Yeah, agreed. I mean,
0: yeah, Bromley. I, I think they looked very strong in that game. To be honest, going forward, um, I, I feel like because I don't, I watched the game from behind in the East Bank most of the time. Watching from the side at Bromley is is such a jarring experience that. I have to re-reset my brain and re-remember football because it's a completely different game. Watching older shots, five at the back, drop that deep, the, and it but it happens every week. But I just don't see it from that angle. Um,
2: yeah, I, I'm a side on that sort of either south or north stand. And last week at Bromley, actually met up with a Bromley supportive friend, so I was in the home end. But I was about level with the six yard box where the headache of- came in to win. So I had to I restrained myself, but I didn't (laughs) I didn't um completely hide my delight. Love that. Love that. (laughs) Yeah, people were aware that I was pleased that
0: weeks now. We've got two weeks Mm. of cup football um in in our midst. Um Stockport County at home on Sunday, two o'clock. If anyone's listened to this, I didn't get it wrong. It's two o'clock, not three o'clock. Um, you can turn up at three if you want. You might get in for free through the uh through the through the gates at the side. But if there's room. two o'clock. Yeah, if there's room. If there's room. Um so yeah, I guess we could start with the um the news today. I suppose we got um three thousand home home and away tickets sold so far. Um, I'm not sure how many of those we stockport. Um anyone got a attendance speculation because i'm i'm none the wiser
1: yeah i was um i was just looking at the allocations so stockport have been allocated 910 uh, tickets and just looking at some of their um sort of chat rooms and websites this afternoon it sounds like they've they've sold 600 already so i would think 750 minimum from stockport and I can quite easily see four and a half thousand order shop there. So yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see sort of five, two fifty um, or
2: even higher. Yeah, four four to four and a half, I'm thinking, but you never know. I'm thinking being a Sunday two o'clock, that could work in the favour. A lot of people perhaps neutrals who go watch other clubs normally on Saturday at 3 o'clock maybe the Sunday 2 o'clock might appeal and the headlines that the shots have been making lately, that that could get a lot of neutrals or interested people who perhaps haven't been for a while back back to come and watch so you never know, it could have a 5 in front of it, this one
0: Yeah I mean a, f- a 5 would be something I'd, I'd love to see that, Um but yeah I, th- I think 4 or 5 Four five fifty. I'm keeping it fifty. I don't know why. We've all, we think we've all gone for something fifty. But um yeah, I think that'd be good. I mean it would be nice and crammed in the in the East Bank, regardless. Um come Sunday afternoon. Um so I guess a word on the uh the opposition, the the meager opposition we've got um of Stockport. Who are um they're playing tonight, and they're playing about 20 minutes as we record, away at Salford. Um but they finally lost at the weekend to Newport. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I I felt like we could have been the ones to end the run like we did at Bromley with their eight home wins in a row. Um, Stockport were on a 13 unbeaten in the league, 12 straight games um, streak. Um, They only conceded seven in those as well. Um, So they have been on an absolute run. They're top of the league in League Two. Um, How do we feel ahead of Saturday?
1: Ahead of Sunday, Um, (laughs) yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling really confident actually. Uh, I mean, just looking through the Stockport County team, they're they're obviously a dangerous team going forward. There's there's no doubt about that, and I think we're going to have to our back five are really going to have to change the way they play at the moment. You know, one of one of the features of this season has been half field bombing forward, um, high wing backs. Um, but there's um, there's one particular player for County who who I think is going to be their particular danger man. Uh, it's a guy called Odin Bailey. He's got a, a really good left foot on him, um, plays sort of left left wing back, um, can deliver a great ball in. Um, and he's been causing a lot of teams problems this season. So, you know, we've got to really keep an eye on him. And then we've got your usual favourites. You've got you know, Wootten up front, who's scoring goals all the time. A guy on loan from Villa, I think, uh, Louis Barry, who um, is again scoring for fun. Um, but I think the key battle for me is going to be in the midfield. Um, you know, and then again, their possession stats over the last five games have been really strong, and they've got Crosdale, Collar, and Powell in the middle, and you know, with with the three of those, if they're dictating the play. Um, we're going to have to really be careful, I think, from that point of view. But having said that, yeah, you know, they know we can score goals all over the place. So, yeah, you know, they they're not they're coming into this game worrying about us as well. So I think that's really important. And if we've got five thousand supporters there, I'd, honestly, anything can happen. I really believe we got a chance.
2: Yeah, nervous. I think obviously initial reaction when we saw the draw, I was like, oh no. It's a typical second round shots draw that you're playing somebody that's near the top of the league above. But when you sort of start to think about it, and the way we've played since, then then why not? Why not? Can we have a real good go at them? And I just sort of wonder whether it would be something like a a creditable or admirable three-two defeat, something like that. That I feel like we're gonna will score, but um, the defense could be vulnerable here, and Stockport will have that extra class that you don't see in the National League. That um, means we won't be able to come back as strongly as we have been in recent times.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it, it's. I mean, it's. I had the exact same thought when the the draw came out that it's. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I was quite excited. It, it, I don't know. It's it's nice to see a. I know we've, we played them recently, but seeing a Stockport County, they just seem like a bigger club now they've got to League Two. But no, mm. they always were, I, I mean, guess.
2: But it's. Yeah. yeah. I quite vividly remember the last time we played them, the year they won the league. So that'd be two seasons ago. And it was. Yeah, we were pretty ineffective. And it's like, I think they went 2 0 up fairly early. And then they knew that they'd done enough and didn't need to do very much at all after that. And we never looked like getting back into it, whereas this is a completely transformed Autoshot Townside. So the main thing is I can't see how it would be a game, anything like that one. And I hope for the extended highlights and the four and a half, five thousand crowd we hope it's going to be, it isn't like that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well let's hope. I mean, yeah, I I think what's important is we stay stay in stay in at, at half time if we're there and still kicking. I think we've got a chance. I mean, especially if we're facing the East Bank. I know it's a cliche as an old shot fan to, to throw, uh, throw caution to that particular win. But I think we can. I think we can. Now now we know we're pretty good facing that way. Um yeah, I guess I guess yeah, Louis Barry, as you mentioned earlier, Julian, um he's he's the guy that scored for um Villa when they had a load of COVID um cases and he burst through. I think he burst past Virgil van Dijk and then Slide at home, which um yeah, pretty pretty wild story. That was in the third round of the FA Cup um in 2021. So he's still only 20 as well. He's done so much. Um obviously Paddy Madden still there. He might get a run out on Sunday. Um he scored that annoying last minute goal away at Stockport. Um, Still at a stump, forgotten that, um, and Isaac Olaufe, who scored twelve league goals for them as well. So I, th- I mean, they're scoring for fun all over the park. But um, our front three are also doing that. So mm. I feel like it's we're,
2: quite much, isn't it? Yeah. I did wonder whether it would be chosen for TV, and I think there's, you know, you never know, but. Uh... I think that could be a mistake by the TV companies not selecting the shots after what we did in the last round and yeah, this could this could be a real classic.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, I mean this will be the first time in the third round if we get through um, since 2012-13 um, so yeah, 2012 was a good year, wasn't it? We I mean five league. Home, home games in a row.
2: Um, well, it was the second half of 2012. It yeah. wasn't, well, <laughs> wasn't uh, so, so good. But we'll that, forget about the 13 at the end of that. Year. Yeah, <laughs> But um, I, I think for me, more important is that this is, even if we go out on Sunday and perhaps don't do ourselves justice then, that this is everything after four consecutive seasons of miserable, poor qualifying round exits. Because that's been my biggest frustration with the all shot of recent years is, okay, we don't have a lot of money, we don't have um, the budgets that other teams have had, but we've just chucked away good opportunities to improve our outlook as a club by letting that prize money and that progress of extra games and extra income go begging. That's been my frustration. So I'm glad that even if it ends this weekend, we've we've made something and we've made some memories that will last a lifetime.
0: Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, going in, even going into the Lewis game, n- normally a fourth qualifying round against Lewis for for I feel like every other team in in the world that should be a favourable tie, but even but as as an FA Cup, an older shot fan, that in that. That became a a nightmare tie where I was like, well, we're going to lose. There's no way this team (laughs) can possibly win. Um, But we did. We just came through and a relatively professional performance um, got us through. Um, How are you feeling about it, Julian, about the weekend? And have you got a score prediction for the game?
1: Oh, score prediction. That's the tough one. I'll probably go with with Ian, actually. I think we'll definitely score. Um, But I think they will, too. Uh, so yeah, I can see a, I can see a, perhaps a three-one to Stockport. Um, I'd love to get a replay because I think um, you know you mentioned earlier on about the TV, and I think if there was a replay, I think it would probably be on uh, TV. Um, so you know, there's a great chance of getting getting at least a draw out of it and uh, getting in that third round hat, which is what uh, we'd all love to see.
0: What do you think for the score, Ian? You sticking with your f- earlier three two?
2: Yeah, I'll stick on that. Better go and put some, Is that three two stop on, on that? Three two stop but Yeah, okay. but I might cover on a three three as well because that surely be around fifty to one. So <laughs> now, now I've said it, I've got to do it. So i put my money where my mouth is.
0: Nice. I mean, I'm going to go for a a two one, Older shot win. We're at home. I feel confident at home for the first time in what seems like forever, and I don't. I don't really care if they're wearing blue or white. I think, we've, I think we've got a chance, and I think we'll outscore them. And I think there won't be any goals in the first half. I think it'll just explode for ten minutes, and we'll have this little, great little um, montage for the FA Cup um, Twitter page. It'll go viral. We're on TV in the next round against Arsenal. Easy.
1: Fantastic. I'll go with that. Yeah.
0: I mean that's that's Tuesday by Friday I'll be uh, nervous and that'll be a four-one win to <laughs> Stockport. But uh, okay, great. So that's uh, that's the Stockport County other business. We didn't really have any any other business until yesterday, when we uh, randomly out of nowhere signed Ollie Bray from Willand Rovers in a Southern League Division One South on an eighteen-month contract. Um, I guess, yeah, what are your first thoughts, um, Ian, on on that signing?
2: Yeah, that's interesting, that one. came out of nowhere that nobody was expecting us to make signs, especially in that area of the pitch. Um, And obviously it's that some of the more pessimistic supporters thinking, well, we must be doing this because it's meaning we're going to be selling somebody in the January window. But I actually wonder, reading the sort of background of Ollie is that he, he's saying he's coming to order shop because he wants a challenge at men's football rather than going to an academy somewhere or playing under 20 degrees. And I wonder if we just signed him just to make sure nobody else does. And that it's not necessarily bad news or meaning someone's on their way. It's just we're in a position because we've got a bit of extra income and we've spotted this guy. and. We think, yeah, let, let's let's get him on board before somebody else does.
0: Yeah, and I guess would would you see that he's maybe out on loan then for the rest of this season? If if we're not if we don't get rid of anyone in January, does he does can he get into
2: this side? Does do you think? Is he can impact player from the bench? Perhaps he's perhaps could be the thinking. Yeah,
0: I mean, it would improve our it proves our um, average height. Quite well, which is nice. Kwame Thomas and Oli off the bench would be some proposition if we were up against a stern six foot five set of centre backs. I mean, great for Maidenhead, um, away and at home. Um, what do you think on the uh, signing, Julian?
1: Yeah, I think it's a a great signing, actually. Um, yeah, you know, there, there was rumours of Premier League clubs sniffing around and EFL clubs looking at him as well. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, as Ian said, I think we've probably gone in there and um, and made the first approach, and, and he wants to play football. Um, you know, how many stories do we hear about these academy games just being meaningless and going through the motions? Um, so I think he sounds like a a, a bright young chap who, who wants to play football. And, of course, I think the, the other thing which may have swayed it as well is the success of people like, um, you know, Josh Stokes, Who's come from a lower league. He's taken this league. Um, he's set, set it on fire. Um, and I think we're now showing players that, you know, we've got, you know, you, if you're good enough, you'll get in the team. Um, having said that, I think he'll go out on loan probably for a month um, just to get him some game time. Perhaps have a look at him again after a month's time and see see what happens from there. Um, you know, we have got obviously quite a few youngsters out on loan at the moment um, if I'm being totally honest I'm not sure if any of them are really putting up trees at the moment um, but I think this is a great opportunity for him to go out on loan um, obviously at a high level that he's been playing at and uh, see what happens from there
0: Great stuff, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen I don't want to be that guy that says Laurent Tollage is off. But as soon as I saw someone comment that, I did think, oh God. Oh God. Don't end don't end that front free now. We're just getting started. Um I think the uh, I think the Zoom meeting is about to end. Um so I'm we're gonna I'll call it there anyway. So that's the show. That's episode one. Down. A great week to start a podcast. Hopefully next week, an even better week to start episode two um, hopefully we're in the hat who knows, we'll probably be recording next Wednesday which failing a replay should just be a little uh, preview of Eastly away horrid in the FA Trophy um, which I won't be making and a look back on the Stockport game um, let's hope it's a favourable result and I'll see you in the ground if not next week. Bye!